All right. Good morning, everyone. Let's get started. Um, so just quick recap of where we're holding. We're in the Malacha of Zorea, which is planting. And last week we were discussing the ins and outs of washing your hands over grass. Um, we mentioned what if it's your own field where you're going to be getting some side benefit from it. And then we said, what if it's not your own field? It's public property uh, or somebody you don't care about or even somebody you don't like. Uh, where you don't want the secondary benefit of the water pouring off your hand and watering the plants underneath it. All you want to do is wash your hands and um, <laughs> uh, over the, it doesn't make a difference where it is. It just happens to be the most convenient place to do it is over the grass. You don't care about the secondary benefit of it watering the plants. So we said that that's considered a psikratia. Uh, and we said that there's a difference between psikratia de nichale and psikratia de lo nichale. But we said at the end of the day, psikratia de lo nichale is machlokes between the achronim, if it's permitted or if it's not permitted. Um, and we brought the Gemara there and we said that does the Gemara mean that it's, uh, that it's still asr midr abanan, just it's not going to be a deraisa? Or does the Gemara mean that no, it's mutter lagamri? And we brought the opinion of the Aruch who holds mutter across the board. Um, we brought the other opinions who hold, no, it's still Asr de Rabbanan. Uh, and we said that the Shah Tzion and Mishnah Brua and most of the, almost all the other postgame, they paskin uh, that it's still going to be Asr de Rabbanan, a Psik Reisha de Lonichale. It does knock it down, though. We said if it's Psik Reisha de Lonichale in a Makam trade de Rabbanan, it's a de Rabbanan from another reason as well. So then uh, we'll use it to be Mako. And we'll see more applications of psikratia de lonichale uh, when we get into some of the more technical stuff, opening refrigerator doors and all that. Uh, so uh, now we're going to continue on uh, with kind of the sugya of washing your hands over grass and watering plants. Um, and we get to page number five, where we have a very interesting Ramah over here. Um, and the Ramah basically says that in Shin Lamed Vav Gimel, this is in footnote number 22. Uh, so if you look at footnote number t- 22, the Ramah says, Bilachain, And therefore, he's talking about watering plants. And he says, therefore, Tov lahachmer shelo lechol beganos im yishtamisham im mayim. It is good to be machmer, not to eat in, uh, in grass, in, in ganos, in gardens. Uh, if you're going to be using water, meaning if you're using water to drink, to wash your hands or any of that stuff, better to be machmer and not have picnics in the gardens, right? So uh, people want to know, is picnic in the park a good idea on Shabbos? According to the Ramah, no. Tov lahachmer, it's good to be machmer, not to do that. To bekoshi yesh lizar it's very difficult to, to be careful that water isn't going to spill. Uh, so when I was um, when I was in an out-of-town community, the Rav was speaking about Malachas and Shabbos, uh, and he said, many people don't know this, but you're not allowed to picnic on Shabbos based on this Ramah. Uh, so I went to him afterwards, and I said, what do you mean? Like, what are really the chances? Can you really consider it a psik uh, So I did a lot of uh, background research uh, into whether or not it's uh, much to do picnics on Shabbos, because uh, I do like to picnic in the park. Uh, every once in a while, Shabbos Day, uh, and I wanted to uh, make one for the community as well. Picnic in the park, it's a good uh, of event. Uh, and then you have Sukkot time, right, where you're eating, it's on a table, but it's over the grass. What about that? Is that going to be permitted as well? 
Um, so, uh, so what we find is basically that strictly hal- halachically speaking, there's no prohibition of eating over the grass. Why? Because it's not a psikresha. As long as it's not inevitable, meaning 100% that you're going to be spilling your, your water or your drink over the grass, then it's not an issue. Uh, so the second tier is also that if you put any kind of surface underneath your drink, so then even if it does spill, it's not going to be a direct spill. And we're going to see in uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman, who holds that as long as it doesn't spill directly on the grass, if it first has to spill on the table, and only then it's going to spill over the grass, then it, you also have the hetar of grama. Uh, and in such a case where it's an indirect uh, watering, also permitted, right? So it's, uh, the Ramah is talking about eating directly over the grass. Also, it's important to note that in the Ramah's time, they didn't have uh, factory machinery, right? So when you had a cup, it didn't have a perfect bottom like that. It was handmade, right? They either handmade it, maybe they used a mold, uh, but the mold might have not come out perfectly, uh, even if it was something like metal. For sure, if it was something like ceramic, uh, which is the majority of cups back then were earthenware. Uh, so chances are you didn't get the bottom perfectly, uh, you know, perfectly flat. Uh, and therefore, there is much more likelihood of your cups and, uh, and drinks spilling. Um, so, uh, so that's also a very probable reason why the Ramah is saying, it's very difficult to be careful, uh, that water shouldn't spill. Uh, so I'd say if you're picnicking with kids, right, and you have a baby around, right, probably he's going to spill it, but then it's his malacha, right, and a baby... It's uh, considered misasik. He doesn't know the the what's uh, the malacha that's going to come out. Uh, he, he's not even aware of the fact that water uh, helps plants grow. So for a baby to do that is not a malacha at all. Plus, you don't have the mitzvah of chinuch, etc. Uh, and therefore, even if you have a baby around, probably not going to be an issue. Our cups are flat. Lav uh, dafka, they're really going to spill. Uh, and we also have lids to our drinks, right? So, right, something like a soda bottle to put it on the grass, right? So close the lid. Uh, the bottom line is, if you are going to picnic, first of all, better to put a surface on. Uh, if you're doing it over any kind of table or surface or blanket, then for sure it's going to be permitted. Uh, and even if you're not, probably you wouldn't get into this uh, this tovla hachmer of the Ramah, uh, because nowadays... I, I don't think it's very likely. When, when we picnic in the park, I think the likelihood of somebody spilling is maybe 20%, uh, 10, 20%. Uh, and you can really be more careful than that and knock it down to, let's say, 2% or, I don't know, 5%. Uh, I'm just throwing out random, <laughs> random numbers over here just to give people an idea. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, I'm not sure if it's Bikoshi Yeshli Zar Yipli Shama. It's very difficult to be Nizhar, not to spill. Uh, I think it's more like 20%, and you could could be more careful. Uh, so therefore, um, maybe it's better not to do directly over the grass, put some kind of surface. Um, but bottom line, strictly halakhically speaking, it would be mutter to have a picnic in the park. Uh, so everybody can enjoy Waverly Park on Shabbos picnic. Try to put some kind of blanket or some kind of surface uh, to be machmer for the tov lahachmer of the Ramah. On slippers, is there any mile and pulling something underneath the table? Or you just don't, not apply? So there you already have, uh, meaning you already have the table. If something spills, it's going to spill on the table first and then over. Plus, I mean, it's definitely not a psikrasia that anything's going to spill uh, in that particular is it a meal. Like, well, what is it, is it? Should you do it or is it a waste of time? Or? Uh, to put, uh, meaning let's say you were eating directly on the grass. The Ramah's no, no, talking no, no, about no. eating directly over the grass, right? So I'm he's. Talking about on slippers, if you eat on the table. 
Yeah. So then no reason to be machmer. Even if it spills, first of all, not a psikresha. Even if it does spill, it's going to hit the table first before dripping down onto the grass. So first of all, it's going to hit the table first. You can probably even stop the spill uh, from going down further once it hits the table, right? Who said it's going to spill enough that it's not going to drip down? Uh, so you have not a psikresha that's going to spill at all. Plus, even if it does spill, not a psikresha that it's going to fall down. And then you also are going to have this hetzer of Shlomo Zelman that we're going to mention later. That if it hits one surface before going down into the plants, then it's mutter. Uh, so you'll have a kind of a triple kula over there. As uh, so I'd say, no reason to be machmer to put down uh, a surface, uh, except for it looking nice in your sukkah. I like to put down multicolored uh, mats <laughs> for Lenoi, uh, just for beauty purposes, because uh, we have boring concrete on the floor. Juice it up a little bit, uh, but that's personal preference. All right, uh, so moving down to spitting on grass and plants. Uh, you do have a picnic in the park yeah. on Shabbos. Um, is there a problem taking home all the empties? Uh, uh, can you take home all the empties? Uh, all because of muksa or because of tircha? Either, probably because of simply getting it ready for after Shabbos. Because, uh, yeah. You don't need it on Shabbos anymore. Yeah, uh, so George is saying maybe it's a achana to bring back all the empty, all the empty stuff. Uh, so... Uh, uh, so there, it, it, uh, Rav Shlomo Zaman, he says that to, to wash dishes, uh, one of the reasons to be mekel is because uh, that's... What's that? So you might need it on Shabbos. Yeah, so you might need it on Shabbos. That's one of the reasons. Uh, maybe you'll need it for Shalashidus or something like that. But let's say it's Shalashidus, right? You're for sure not going to need it afterwards. Rav Shlomo Zaman says you could still be mekel. Uh, one is because it, uh, it helps a woman feel psychologically calm. So a woman could be man also when the house is clean. Uh, so that psychological calm on Shabbos is part of your Oneg Shabbos. So that's one reason to be Mako. Another reason to be Mako, though, is because, um, because when you wash the dishes, um, that's part of the process of putting them away. Uh, meaning it's part, of the, it's part of the process of use of the, of the dish. Right? You use the dish, and then you wash it. So part of the process of use of a dish is to wash it afterwards. So you can use the same svara over here, that part of the process of having the picnic is to bring it back home afterwards. Uh, or it's the same thing he says with leftover food. Right? You have leftover food. Who said you're allowed to put it back in the fridge to, to eat it as leftovers on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Uh, right? For those who eat the chalan all the way until most people, uh, even the makilim, they go till Wednesday, Vesulai, no further than that. Um, but, uh, but who said you could put it back in the pr- fridge? Isn't that preparation for after Shabbos? Or Shulman Salman says, no, that's part of the use. When you, when you eat food, you put it back in the fridge afterwards, so that's considered all part of the process of using the food. Same thing would, would apply to the picnic, right? You've used all the, you've eaten all the food, you have all these empty containers, and you're a wheeler, uh, wheel, uh, <laughs> what's it called, the wheel cart, where you, husky, yeah, you're, you're wheeling husky, uh, where you, oh, esky, esky, you're wheeling esky, where you, uh, where you bring everything. Uh, so, uh, okay, you used it already. Do you have to now leave it in the park uh, and see if it's still there after Shabbos? The answer is no, that's part of the use of, you bring it to the park and you bring it back. That's all considered part of the, the use of that cleat on Shabbos. Uh, so that's why, that would be the same reason, uh, that, that would be the svara, to be, to be mako, the reasoning to be mako, same as uh, leftover food on Shabbos. This would also be in that category of leftovers. So did he say that you can wash your dishes on Shabbos? 
Uh, yeah. So he says you can. Yeah, even if you're not going to use them, if particularly if it bothers you uh, to to have dirty dishes in the sink. Uh, in general, better not to. I don't know if it doesn't really bother you. Me and my wife, it doesn't really bother us, so we leave it in the sink unless it's Friday night and we're having guests the the next day. Uh, if you have a um, if you have a dishwasher. Right, so then you have a use for it, definitely mutter. Uh, if you have a dishwasher, then that's even better, right? You can keep it out of your out of sight. Uh, so just load it in the dishwasher. Even though you are making it easier for after Shabbos, that's part of putting it away, and you're getting it out of sight. Uh, so you can put it in the dishwasher, and then uh, much easier. Sorry, well. quick question. Are you allowed to set the table at 8 a.m. Shabbos morning, or Friday night you're allowed to set the table midnight for tomorrow meal? Not yeah, uh, so you could prepare nighttime for daytime. Uh, but you can't prepare one day of Yom Tov to another. So you can. It's not Boira that you're selecting this and that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's a separate shiloh. Uh, so it's considered a mixture, like knives, forks, spoons, all together. Uh, so to pick out the the kalem that you need is going to be selecting ochel mitoch psolas. So there's three conditions of of bora. It has to be ochel mitoch psolas and not psolas mitoch ochel. So you have to pick the good from the bad, not the bad from the good. Second condition is it has to be for immediate use. And the third condition is that it has to be um, with your hand that you're selecting and not with a special cleat. Uh, so over here, you're picking the good from the bad, right? You want this particular, you want five forks to set the table and then five spoons. And then... But if, it's, if, it's, if the forks and the forks wreck and the knobs and the knobs wreck, that's not a mixture. So you can take yeah. out these forks and put them out. Yeah, so you can so take out the knobs and that's not a mixture. Exactly, yeah. So Philip is saying if they're already uh, sorted, uh, so then it's not a mixture, definitely mutter. Uh, Alex is saying what about they're all in the top row of the dishwasher all together? So it depends. If they're all separate, meaning uh, lined up like this, not a problem. If they're stacked up already, right, so then it's a proper mixture, then it's usher to select from there. Unless you're selecting the good, which is what you're going to be doing, you need those particular knives. But there's another condition of miyad that it has to be for immediate use. Uh, so if you're if you're sorting uh, Friday night for Shabbos day, that's not going to be permitted, right? So then one has to do one of these borer tricks. The borer trick uh, would be to uh, to spread them all apart. Now you've removed it from being a mixture. Yeah. Now you can do the sorting, no problem. Uh, so if you're using them now to set the table, you're doing yeah. Oh, so using it now, that, that is my use for it. Yeah. So I have my meal up right away. Right. So if if you're having your meal within, uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman gives this shear of like an hour, because right? it takes time to prepare. That's considered miyad. <laughs> you're doing it for immediate use. Uh, half hour to an hour before, right? You're setting the table, and that's the normal time to set before, and the most convenient time. So that's considered miyad um, because uh, you're going to be using it right after, and then it would be permitted to sort because you have all three conditions. You're doing it ochel mitoch psolas, good from bad, right? You want that those forks. So you're not removing the stuff you don't want. You're removing the stuff that you do want. Selecting that, then you're putting it on the on each table place. Uh, so it's miyad, it's biyad with your hand. You're not using any kind of special tool, uh, any, any silverware selector machine. Uh, or anything like that, you're doing it with your hand, and it's uh, biyad, miyad, and ocho mitoch solas, uh, so then you're you're in good shape. Uh, but Alex was saying to do it Friday night for Shabbos day, and you're selecting for a mixture, that wouldn't be permitted. 
you would have to do one of the Borat tricks uh, to remove it from being a mixture uh, by spreading it out on the table and then selecting uh, the knives, forks that you need. Um, and uh, Philip was saying a good idea is to pre-select your stuff before. Uh, that's what we have. We have one of these section things. You have the knives, forks, yeah, the, the cutlery trays, and then you don't have any problems because it's not a mixture. Yeah. Yeah, for, for those who are. <laughs> uh, otherwise, just dumb them all in. Um, okay. Uh, so, next question, we already touched on this in Choresh, uh, and we'll just discuss it because this is where the main sugya comes up uh, for saliva on grass and plants. Um, so, saliva, um, basically, let's get into this. Uh, so, is one allowed to spit on grass, plants, something like that? Uh, so, again, leaving. Uh, uh, politeness and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, leaving manners aside, etiquette aside, right? Or let's say uh, you're, you're by yourself walking down Old South Head Road or wherever it is, uh, nobody's watching, right? It's a little bit gross, uh, but nobody's watching. Um, or I don't know, you're going through a field, something like that. Uh, so is a person allowed to spit his saliva on the grass or on a plant? Uh, so let's get into, first we'll discuss the science. Does it help when you spit on grass? Does that actually make the plant grow or does that in fact kill the plant? Uh, so that's necessary to be mavar, to, <laughs> to, to clarify. Uh, and then we'll get into what some of the post can say. Uh, so in the science, did actually quite a lot of research, looked at all these like different papers, saliva for plants. Um, interestingly enough, there's a lot more on, on urine for plants than on saliva, because that's going to be the next question. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but uh, saliva on plants, uh, it was, yeah, there was quite a few studies. Uh, I can't remember how many, like two or three that I found. Uh, but basically, it comes out that it can, it, there are elements that both inhibit the plant growth, and there are elements that enhance the plant growth. Why would it enhance the, the plant growth? Because it contains water, right, which is good for the plants, amino, aminos, acids, enzymes. Uh, so all these things could be good for the plant, that could be beneficial and enhance the plant growth. But on the flip side, it's the beginning of your digestive system. Uh, so it has all of these enzymes that break down the plant, right, that are meant to, to break down and kill the plant. Uh, so it kind of has elements of both. So it's not 100% clear. There's going to be elements that are good for the plant, elements that aren't good for the plant. Uh, kind of has this yin-yang uh, combo uh, to your saliva. Uh, so are you helping the plants grow? The answer is there's an element that, yes, is, is helping the plant grow. There's uh, the, the aminos and the water inside, uh, the water content, which is helping the plant grow. Yes, there's other things that are also going to be bad for the plant. But the chances are if you're only doing a little bit, then you're going to be aiding the plant to grow a little bit. Uh, and the plant will be able to fight off the enzymes. Uh, so ultimately, it will help the plant grow as long as it's not too much, right? If you're spitting on your plant every single day, then you'll probably kill it over time because uh, it won't be able to fend for itself after a while. Okay, so based on that, we see the science is that it probably does help the plant grow if you're just uh, a one-off. Uh, so, so, but Reb Nisim Karelitz, you'll see footnote number 23 over here in Chut Shani. Uh, he says, Ain, uh, page 5, footnote number 23, Ain iser There's no iser of spitting. Shabbos, a little bit on Shabbos. Al-gabe karko, al-gabe on, on either on bare grounds 
or on plants, right? So he says, even on plants, a person's allowed to spit. Why? Because this is not the way, the normal way of, uh, of, of growing plants. Uh, they rok. Nobody's going to you know, spit on plants to help it grow. And you don't have to be such a small amount of spit. Uh, it's going to do uh, something so minuscule, so small. There's no um, um, uh, measurable effect that you're having from your spit on Shabbos because there's no measurable effect. It's not considered a malachas mashabas. It's not considered the malacha of zriya on Shabbos. Therefore, Rav Nisim Korelat's big chiddush. He says that it's permitted. However, say for Shvisa Shabbos, say for Shmira Shabbos, they both say that a person has to be careful not to spit on plants on Shabbos. A person should, say for Shmira Shabbos, also says a person should refrain from spitting on Shabbos. Uh, you'll see over here, Va'afi Zorer Milirok Al Gabi Asavim Eila. You have to be careful. Vechen Yeshli Zorer Shaloy Larok Al Atzmachem. You have to be careful not to spit on Atzmachem. So both of them say a person's not allowed to spit on plants on Shabbos. Uh, bare soil we mentioned in Choresh. That it's going to be permitted, right? So if there's nothing growing there, if you don't see anything visible, also you don't have to be choshesh that there's some kind of weed or something underneath. If it's bare soil, uh, you're okay. But if there's plants there, then a person would not be able to spit on the plant or spit on top of the grass on Shabbos. And this is the commonly accepted halacha uh, that it's prohibited. A person is not allowed to spit on plants on Shabbos. Even though we do have room to be mako, we have Rabnisim Karelets, uh, who's generally quite a machmer, as uh, so, I so hear. Uh, right, he's part of uh, um, Bnei Brak, uh, the post game. Uh, but over here, uh, sorry, he's not a Bnei Brak posek, but uh, whatever, he's in that kind of category. Huh? There's no grass in Bnei Brak anyway. Yeah, there's no grass. It's too hot. What happens if you're on the barbecue and you spit during a ladle? Can you do that? So that's that's bare. <laughs> no plants oh. growing. Uh, but yeah, that, that would be. Yeah, separate child if you're allowed to spit in a shoal or not. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's, uh, that's in general. Commonly accepted halakha, person's not allowed to spit on grass or plants on Shabbos. Um, if it's bare soil, though, it's going to be permitted. Okay, now let's get on to our next shala, which is water that collected on a sukkah tarp. Uh, so you covered your sukkah with a tarp on Shabbos. You saw the weather forecast uh, that it's going to rain. Uh, first three days of Yom Tov, cover it with a tarp. Then, uh, sorry, first day of Yom Tov. Second day of Yom Tov rolls around. It's Yom Tov still, right? So Zriya is not permitted. It's one of the malachas that are not permitted, even on Yom Tov. And therefore, a person wants to spill off the tarp uh, in, in, to remove the tarp in order that he can be mekayim the mitzvah of eating in the sukkah, right? Uh, so Baruch Hashem, your sukkah is nice and dry. The tarp did its job. Uh, but now all that water that collected, when you spill it off, if anybody's ever done it before, it's quite a lot of water uh, that spills off. Uh, so is that going to be a problem or not? Alternatively, a second form of the shaila is you have your outdoor furniture in your backyard uh, on, in your garden. And you want to know, right, your chair, it's been pouring the whole night last night. Now it's Shabbos morning. You want to go outside to the garden. Uh, do a little, uh, I don't know, modani meditation or your brachos, uh, mindfulness practice, <laughs> whatever you do. Uh, so you want to know, and you want to sit down, right? So the uh, problem is you're going to sit down, uh, your pants are going to soak through, everybody will make fun of you at shul. So therefore you want to know, can I spill off the, the water from the chair on Shabbos or not? Right? And chances are that if this chair is in the middle of the grass, there's no way that you can spill it off 
uh, without that water getting on the grass, right? Because even if you try very carefully moving the chair uh, over to the concrete and then spilling it off, right? As soon as you shake it even a little bit, there's no way you can keep it fully tilted. I've tried it before in the past. Uh, it will definitely spill off some of that water in the garden. Uh, and you, you will inevitably be watering your plants to some degree, right? Even if the vast majority you can make to the concrete, uh, some of it is going to spill off just by moving it there. Uh, so is a person allowed to do that on Shabbos or no? They're going to have to choose between wetting their pants or not sitting down. Uh, what's, what's the halacha in this situation? Is a person allowed to spill off the water or not? Says Rav Nechzim Karelet. Uh, we're going to have our first heter, basically two possible heterim. Uh, in different scenarios. So Rav Nisim Karelet, uh, footnote number 26, uh, he says over here, Kishi Yored Geshem, Bechag Asukas, when uh, water uh, pours down on Chag Asukas, Vesagros Agag, you close the roof, or uh, aka use the tarp or some kind of covering. Hamiskapel Me'al Asukah, Ve'achakin Kishapaskwa Geshemem, Paskwa Sagab Me'al Asukah, and now when the Geshemem stops, when the rain stops, you want to open up the, the roof for the Sukkah. Ima Yudeh Psikas Hagag, but if you open up the roof and it's going to pour the water onto uh, the place where, where things are growing, right? You have grass growing. So if there's already water, meaning that the, the grass is already fully saturated with water and you're only going to be adding water, if you're doing it, right? You want the water to, to get it, you want there to be even more water to water your plants. And ah, you know, I'm very uh, eco-conscious. I don't want the water to go to waste. Uh, so I want it to be watering the plants. Then he says it's going to be aser. The im yesh kevar mayim. And it, but if it already has enough water, all the water it needs, veloni skavan the hashkos, and you're not having kavana to actually water the plants, the eno psikresha shigiyato elas the karka, and there's no psikresha that it's going to be good for the plants, right? Too much water could possibly be bad for the plants, right? So it's not a psikresha that it's going to be better for the ground, uh, and it's not your kavana, uh, and the water's already saturated, so it probably has already whatever it needs. Oh, it's machem mutter, then it's going to be mutter liftoach agag to open up the roof. Aval yesh li zayer, but you have to be careful. Shelo yinatfu amayim lamakam shelo yarder bogashamim, that the water doesn't spill to a place that does actually need the water, right? Aval im einat tzmachem ve'einat karka omedes lacharisha mutter. Uh, but if there's uh, if there's nothing growing there, it's just bare soil. Then he says it's going to be mutter to to do it. Uh, so the Remnisim Karelis is bringing the first possible hectare, which is if you're if the grass is already fully saturated, right? Like if it's really poured down pretty hard, uh, thunderstorm the the previous night, and it's not too long after where the where the soil has already absorbed all of the water, right? If it's still fresh after uh, after a rainfall. Uh, it's rained quite a lot. The plants already got whatever they needed. So now it's going to be mutter for you to, to remove the tarp ev- or spill off your furniture. Even though uh, you're adding water, it doesn't necessarily need the water. Uh, it's also not your kavana. Uh, and it's going to be a psikresha delonichale in such a situation. Uh, so that, filled with the fact that it might not even help the, the plants, uh, is going to make it mutter. Um, okay, so that's what Nisa Mikarelitz is saying. The first heter is if the grass is already saturated with rainwater. Let's see the second heter, which is from Shlomo Zalman, in footnote number 27. He's talking about a, uh, a sink where the water spills. Uh, have you ever seen those portable sinks that people use outside their sukkah? 
uh, or we used one in my in-laws house when um, our, our, our kitchen was going under renovation. Uh, so they put one of these uh, temporary sinks outdoors. You basically just connect the hose to it and then it spills out into, it could be on concrete, but usually you want to put it into, uh, let it spill out on the, on the grass because then it doesn't make a mess. It doesn't spill all over. Uh, it soaks right into the grass. Plus you get the side benefit, uh, helping water the plants, lowers your sprinkler bill. Uh, so, uh, so is that going to be mutter or not? And then it's going to reach karka zrua planted ground. It's going to reach the garden where water, things are growing. Water fountain? Yes, possibly. Yeah. Uh, so water fountain, uh, good point. Yeah, water fountain in a park also. Yeah, all the excess water, sometimes it'll go down. Usually they drain it so that they can recycle it. But sometimes... It might just spill off into, uh, it might just spill off into the grass. Yeah, I, I usually see that they, it has a drain. I guess. But often the water gets pumped around and around, and it gets dust out. Yeah. It goes into the pond, and then it gets. I just yeah, think we're talking about a drinking fountain. Yeah. Yeah, drinking fountain, drinking fountain. Okay, so if you had a drinking fountain where it spilled off into the grass, also we'd have the same shiloh. Uh, so he says, It's mutter for a person to wash his hands in one of these sinks on Shabbos, even though it spills out into the grass. The watering of the plants. That's going to happen through this, or the water fountain. If his kavana is not intended for it. Amna. But, however, it's for sure asr if it's going straight. Meaning, if it's pouring directly from your fountain into the grass, then it's going to be usher. Similarly, if this water fountain, right, if it goes straight, uh, the <laughs> if it goes straight uh, right into the grass, uh, the stream goes right into the grass, then it's going to be usher. But if it lands on a slab of concrete, and then only then, or if it lands on the fountain itself, and then only then it spills out, then uh, Rav Shlomo Zaman is going to be is saying that it might be mutter. And then he adds in, in Ha'ara Nun Gimel over there, the Khan Yesh Lahakel Tfei, Mikavan She'eno Meskavan Lahotzi Amayim. Why can a person be Meiko? You can be more Meiko because your Kavana is not uh, to, for the water to go out and spill on the pants. Kedei Lahash goes by him, Ba'afagav Dehavi Psikresha. Even though it's a Psikresha, Ava Mikol Makom, this is his main hetter. Why in this case, a Psikresha is going to be Mutter. Mikavan Shenasa Rak Ayudei Koach Sheni. He uses an additional thing of koach sheni anytime it's your secondary uh, koach that's watering the plants. So there he says, psikresha b'makam delo nichale, plus you have its only koach sheni, uh, and Rav Shlomo Zalman says it's mutter based on that. grama, it's only considered a grama because it's your secondary uh, force. So anytime uh, it's going from the fountain, spilling off into a slab of concrete, and then going into, into the grass, then it's going to be mutter. So my in-laws, we had one of these sinks, uh, these outdoor sinks, hooked it up to the hose, uh, and it was going straight from the sink into the grass. Uh, and it occurred to my father-in-law, whoa, is there a problem on, Sh- on Yom Tef and on Shabbos to, to use one of these? Uh, so I said, all we have to do is take a, well, we took a, a baking tray, put it underneath uh, where the water spills out, uh, and now it hit uh, the water spilled out into the bake- baking tray. Then it overfilled and went out into the grass. 
And in such a situation, we had the heter of Rav Shlomo Zalman, that Yavkoch Sheni, Sikresh of the Lonichale, the combination of the two is going to make it mutter. It's only Koch Sheni. And he says, Ain lesser Afba Kahai Gavna, Davi Psikresha, Shamatimi Agon, Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach. This is what I heard the Shemir Shabbos is saying from, uh, from Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Uh, so you have that possible heter also when it comes to your outdoor furniture. Right, so you have that chair that's out in the garden. You have no option of moving it because it's inevitably going to spill. And it's going to be a psikresha, maybe even denichale, uh, possibly delonichale, if you don't really care about the water growing, uh, 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 the plants growing. But one of your etas are going to be if you can spill it out onto a slab of concrete uh, or if you have, uh, we have like a little sandbox kind of toy over there. Uh, so if you can get it off into there, uh, then it's going to be, then it'll be mutter to spill it off. Or if your outdoor furniture, like it usually is, is like on some kind of uh, concrete slab, even though when you spill it off into the concrete slab, it's then going to spill off into your grass. Rav Shlomo Zaman is saying that that's mutter because it's only koach sheni and a makam sekreshe delonichale. So that'll be the heter for sukkah tarps, right? So if you have a sukkah tarp, you got to remove it, but it's on the grass. What do you do? You got to take out like a second kind of tarp uh, or some kind of uh, some kind of something where you can put it underneath. That way, when you spill it off, it'll hit the tarp before then rolling off and watering your plants. And in such a way, that'll be your, your heter to, to do it in such a way. Where, where's the psikharei? is because you're not doing it because you want the grass to grow. Yeah. Uh, which is not so pushed in your own in your own garden. You probably do want the the grass to grow, yeah. right? and you want to save on that sprinkler bill. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably psikresha denichale, right? Like we mentioned, if it's in your own gina. It's already been raining. Yeah. So if it's already been raining a lot, so then you probably don't really care. Right. Uh, so yeah. So those are going to be our two heterim. One, uh, revnisim karelets. If it's fully saturated, the grass. Number two is if you're doing it in an indirect way where it's going to spill onto one surface before spilling off into the grass. So with the sukkah top, you've got so much water inside of that top that 